the next one that I would like to introduce. Okay, it's our speaker, right? It's our speaker for the day. And of course, um, before I introduce him, I would like to introduce the lovely wife. Jojo, can you please stand up? Okay. Jojo. You know, I'd like you to start looking at a beautiful woman and start wondering how they end up with people like them, okay? Something. It's, it's often a question thrown at me myself, okay? So, our guest for this morning is, um, um, I guess, and not, not unfamiliar to you. He is, in fact, the guy that you should thank for, for the GLC materials that we are going through. Uh, yes, give him a big hand, yes. He is the guy in charge of the leadership development in CCF. So CCF is all about disciple making, and disciple making is about making leaders. Guys, the moment we stop making leaders or uh, developing leaders, we stop growing. And that's what we are committed to do. And without the, the leadership development materials of CCF, I don't think we will be anywhere where we are today. And the reason why we're here, uh, Pastor Insong, myself, and all of the other leaders of CCF, were because somebody committed to develop us. And as you're seated here, you know yourself, you know where you're headed, we want you to become like us, disciple makers. And if we can do it, guys, look at us. You can do it, right? And I'm sure you, you know that God is really is at work through leadership development. He's a, he's, he's a brilliant head, okay? The brilliant head of leadership development, okay? Pastor Desmond, can you please stand up? <clears throat> See how brilliant the head is, okay? Right? And, you know, no, stand up, please. And, you know, seriously, you know, I love this guy. If there's anything that I would like to know about how to develop people, he is the person. And you know, today I was supposed to be the one to speak, but I thought that you deserve a better person. That's why we have Pastor Desmond Chan. Thank you, Pastor Danny. Sabi niya, he loves me. I wonder kung paano siya mag-hate. <laughs> he loves me and he keeps teasing me. <laughs> Pagdating ko rito, I was warmly welcomed, and immediately I was accused of bringing the heat wave. <laughs> Pastor Des, how come every time you're here in LA, you bring the heat wave? Dala ko daw yung araw. Okay. <laughs> Lagot ka, Danny. Pastor Peter is coming tomorrow. And I have a lot of uh, reports to make. But you know, I praise God that we can uh, enjoy each other's fellowship, and I praise God for the opportunity to be here to share God's Word with you. And I'm especially delighted that your church is actually going through the Knowing God series. And uh, CCF has been going through that uh, uh, series, and personally, I've grown a lot, and uh, I hope that you are growing. Uh, unlike Danny, hindi na po talaga nag-grow yan. <laughs> Okay. But I hope that many of you are <laughs> nakabawi si Pastor. <laughs> okay. So, I really pray that you will continue to grow in your knowledge of God. And that's what CCF is all about. In fact, that's what GLC 
is all about. We're here to help you. In fact, recently we launched a, a campaign called Thursday, GLC Thursday, because our policy is that when you come to church, ang policy po natin is not first come, first serve, but thirst come, thirst serve. Okay? Are you thirsty for God? Then come to church, come to where the Lord, the God's word is being preached, and we hope that uh, the Lord will indeed satisfy your thirst. Not for anything else, but your thirst for Him. So we launched GLC Thursday. Kailan po ba ang GLC dito? Sunday. Okay, Sunday is still Thursday. Okay, so thirst come, thirst serve. I hope that this morning you came thirsty for the Word of God. Now this morning, I'd like to share with you a topic, and I entitled it, One Defining Question. And our passage is found in Matthew 16, verse 13 to 19. Rick Warren said in his book, Purpose Driven Life, life is a big test. Okay? Kayo ba mahilig sa exam? Do you like taking exams? Tests? Filipinos hate it. Okay? In fact, in GLC, the first time we did GLC, meron po tayong exams. There were tests after the course, each course. And immediately, we got a lot of feedback, a lot of complaint. Number one na po yan, si Danny. Okay. Complain about the test. But life is full of testing. Amen po ba? Or maybe here in America, you don't have that anymore. Uh, life is so good here in the land of the opportunity, many opportunities. But life is indeed a big test. And if it's a test, what's the question? And so this morning, I'd like to share with you one defining question. And I believe you and I have many questions in life, but there's one question we ought actually to uh, address because this will define our life. This will define who we are. This one defining question will actually define our destiny. And it's found in Matthew 16, verse 13 to 19. So if you don't mind, my request every one of you to please stand up. As we read Matthew 16, verse 13 to 19. Will you please read it aloud with me? Into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loose in heaven. Let's pray. Father God, once again, we come before you, before your throne of grace, and we ask that, Lord, you bless us with the inspiration of your word, and that you will speak to us and minister to us in a special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. Now, what's the one defining question. Well, if you look at this passage, it says there that Jesus actually came to a place called Caesarea Philippi. And he asked his disciples, 
And I believe to, this to be the one defining question. He said, who do people say the Son of Man is? Now just so that we will be on the same context, on the same page, who is the Son of Man? Jesus. So Jesus is actually saying, who do people say that I am? Who do people say that I am? Who do people say the Son of Man is? And so they replied, the disciples replied, some, some people say that you are John the Baptist, some people say that you are Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So here is actually Jesus asking the disciples about what other people think he is. But then he turned to his disciples, and I believe this is the one defining question. In fact, the other question is just a preparatory okay, to the uh, real question. Pastor, salamat. And the real question is this. When Jesus turned to his disciples and said, But who do you say that I am? In other words, Jesus is saying it's not important or not as or equally important what others think about me. What's more important to me is what you, my disciples, think of me. But who do you say that I am? I believe this is basically, this is the one defining question that we ought to ask ourselves. Who is Jesus to us? Who is Jesus to you? Please ask your neighbor, who is Jesus to you? Jesus is not actually asking the question, what others think about Him? Sino ba ako sa kanila? Hindi importante yun kay Jesus. Or of course, compared to the, the truth that Jesus is more concerned about you and me, about His disciples and what we think about him. So the one defining question is this. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to me? And I hope that you know the answer to that question. If life is a big test, I believe this is the one big, one defining question. Who is Jesus to us? And he asked the disciples, and of course, the disciples said, or Simon or Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Tama po ba yung sagot niya? Yes. Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. In other words, you are the one true God. Now again, who is Jesus to you? Is He the Messiah? Is He the Savior? Is He the King of Kings? Is He the Lord of Lords? Is He the one true God? One defining question, who is Jesus to you? And that's why I'm, I'm happy that you are going through the Knowing God series because I believe this is what life is all about. This is what our lives is for. You and I are here, sabi ni Rick Warren, for a purpose. And what is that purpose? To know Him and to enjoy Him for the rest of our lives. To know Him and to enjoy Him, to find satisfaction in Him. And if this is our one defining question in life, this should also be our one defining pursuit in life. Psalm 27 verse 4 said, One thing I ask from the Lord, 
This is what I seek. Now let me ask you, have you been praying? I think Pastor Ricky came here last week and talked about knowing God through prayer. Asking God the impossible. Have you been asking God for the impossible? Okay, I've been asking God for the impossible. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're correct, Pastor. You're correct. You're right. Okay, I've been asking God for the impossible. Okay, sabi dito, one thing I ask from the Lord. Lord, I don't just ask for one thing. I want more. More hair. Okay, not just one. Okay. But the psalmist said, I have only one thing to ask of God. Now let me ask you, you've been praying. Ano mga hinihingi niyo sa Panginoon? What are you asking God to do for you, to give you one thing? If God can grant you one thing and one thing only, what would that be? The psalmist said, one thing I ask from the Lord. This is what I seek. This is what I pursue. You know, uh, this year I had the opportunity to visit New Zealand, CCF New Zealand, and CCF uh, Sydney. And there were so many young people and bagong salta. Okay, they just migrated to, to these countries. And of course, there were many of them who, are, who were anxious about their future there. But I tried to assure them. In fact, I said, I told them, you know, my fear actually is not that you will fail in this country or those countries. In fact, that's the same sentiment I have with Filipinos here in America. My fear is that not you will, that you will not fail, but that you will become successful and that in your success, you will forget God. And that's what I said to our young people there in CCF Sydney and New Zealand. Because it's a land of opportunity. And you and I actually want so many things in life. Do you want many things in life? Ano mga hinihingi niyo sa Panginoon? Lord, can you please give me this, give me that? You want so many things. In fact, that's why we're busy. That's why we're so busy. In fact, sabi ni Bill Hybels, we are so busy that this lifestyle, lifestyle of busyness, the pace we're into is no longer sustainable. And this life, busy life, as we keep going after so many things in life, rob us of intimate relationship. Sabi nga ni um, Edmund Chan, I went to Singapore and attended the conference and said, our problem today is that many of us are over committed but under connected over committed we do so many things we say yes to a lot of things we go after so many tasks projects vision okay dami nating gusto over committed but under connected in other words in but in terms of our relationship we're far behind how's your relationship with god How's your relationship with your family? We're overcommitted. We do so many things that we are lagging behind in terms of our relationship. The psalmist said, one thing I ask of the Lord and one thing only. And this is what I seek. This is what I pursue. What have you been pursuing here in America? Sabi ng psalmist, this is what I seek. This is what my life is all about that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life doing what? Gazing upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him 
in His temple. Knowing God is His one defining pursuit in life. Is that your ambition in life? Is that what you want out of life? Is that what you seek? Is that what you want? One thing I ask from the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in His house forever. And that's the one defining question. Who is Jesus to you? And so in verse 16, Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I hope that you actually have made that personal encounter or discovery who Jesus is. That He is indeed the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior from our sins, the penalty of our sins, and the Son of the living God. And as a result of knowing God, as a result of the answer of Peter, ano po sagot ni Jesus sa kanya? In verse 17, it said, Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, what's your idea of blessings? What is blessing to you when you have a good job, when you have a very beautiful house? You know, I, I praise God for our host in San Jose and praise God for our host here in uh, uh, California, here in uh, LA. They have big houses, nice cars. What's your concept of blessing? What's blessing to you when you have your first million, when you have your second million? When you have your first house, second house, anong blessing sa'yo? What do you consider blessings? Money? Power? Comfort? Or do you consider, have you ever considered knowing Jesus as the true definition of blessing? Jesus declared, Peter, blessed are you. Why is he blessed? Because you know me. As far as Jesus is concerned, Peter is blessed because he knows who Jesus is. Is that your concept of blessing? That you know Jesus and that you're growing intimately with him? You know, one nature of blessing is this. If it's really our definition of blessing, one true nature of blessing is that we go after it. If you consider something as a blessing, you will go after it. You will pursue it. Because to you, that's blessing. If this is blessing, I will go after it. If you think that woman will bless you, will make you happy, you will pursue that woman, that relationship, or that job, okay? or whatever that is. One true nature is that it will motivate you to pursue it. Question, do you really consider knowing Jesus, knowing God as a true blessing? Is that what blessings to you? that you know Him, and that you are growing intimately in your relationship with Him. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Now, Barjona means son of Jonah. Why? Because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. In other words, we worship a God who really wants to reveal Himself to you. God wants to make Himself known. The question is, do you and I know Him because we have a God who wants to be known. He's not hiding somewhere and making Himself uh, 
absent. Absent the Father, absent the God. He wants to be known. And in fact, as far as Jesus is concerned, true blessings is knowing Jesus. True blessing is knowing God. So, in this passage, actually, we can find two blessings. The first one is the blessing of knowing Jesus. Are you enjoying, are you already enjoying this blessing? The blessing of knowing Jesus. My blessing ba when you know Jesus? My blessing ba when you know God? Well, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, They're seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Through what? How can you have everything you need for life and for godliness? Through your knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. So our knowledge of God will actually lead us to experiencing God's provision for life. And not just for life, but for godliness. In other words, God promised us the good life if we know Him. But not just the good life. Promise us godly life. I think here in America, you're experiencing the good life. Tama po ba? As I look at you, I can sense, I can see immediately you are having a wonderful time here in America. Okay? Just look at Danny. Talagang pasarap lang ang ginagawa niya rito. Okay? <laughs> huh? Golf lang. Puro golf lang. See? Danny, nasa report ko yun. The good life. But are you living not just the good life? but also the godly life. Sabi nga ng isang radio commentator, what good is having a good life if it's not a godly life? God gives us everything we need, not just for life, but also for godliness through our knowledge of Him. God provides. God allows us to experience all of this, the abundant eternal life that He promised through our knowledge of Him. So again, the question is, who is Jesus to you? Do you know Him? Do you pursue Him? Now, we don't pursue Him maybe because we don't prefer Him over the others. You see, in this world, there are too many competing desires. Okay? If you search your heart, if, you are just, if, you are, if we are to be honest with ourselves, inside our hearts are too many competing desires. Desires for this, desires for that. And sometimes, ano yung, ano yung nadideprive? Our heart for God. Because we want so many things out of this life. And we pursue them at the expense of our relationship with the Lord. But what we must do is to cultivate a heart for God. Because there's blessing when we know Jesus. And only Jesus satisfies. The problem is, many of us think that knowing Jesus, spending time in the Word, going to church, doing Bible studies, doing GLC, is simply a waste of my time. Some of us think, ah, tsaka na yan. We postpone, we, we, we set that aside saying, maybe when I'm older, when I'm established, when I'm set in this life, then I will come to the Lord. 
Okay? But when you spend time with God, it's not actually a waste of time. In fact, this is what Charles Spurgeon said, you are not losing time when you are feeding the soul. Now, like uh, Danny said, or Pastor Ito said uh, a while ago, here in America, you don't experience hunger. Okay? Physical hunger. Because there's lots of food here. In fact, every time we order, me and my wife, we said we just share. Because everything is huge. Everything is big. Here. Okay? Mag-order ka ng burger. Pang dalawang tao na yun. Okay? So, everything is huge. But have you ever considered your spiritual nourishment? Not just your physical nourishment, but your spiritual nourishment. Have you been feeding the soul? You are not losing time when you are feeding the soul. While by contemplation or meditation, you are getting your purpose strengthened and motive purified, you are rightly using time. When the man becomes intense, in other words, the inner being becomes intense, when he gets within him principles vital, fervent, and energetic, then when the season for work comes, he will work within a power and a result which empty people can never attain, however busy they may be. In other words, if you know him, he will give you the power and give you everything you need for life and for godliness. In fact, the Bible says, all good things comes from whom? From God. In fact, the Bible says, He provides even, uh, he, he provides to His beloved even in their sleep. Are you aware of that? That God blesses you even while you are sleeping? You're not busy? We thought, ah, I have to work, 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 so that God will bless me. The Bible says, He provides even in our sleep for as long as you're not sleeping in church okay it's a condition you sleep at home okay not in church you come here to worship and to hear from jesus from the lord so the blessing of knowing jesus is not a waste of time because when you get your purpose energized, strengthen your inner man, strengthen as a result of your intimacy with the Lord, he, you will start working, doing life, doing ministry within a power and a result which empty people can never attain, however busy they may be. The key to a fruitful living, a meaningful life, is not busyness. In fact, busyness leads to barrenness you're so busy you lose your purpose you're so busy the means becomes the end what's the end it's knowing jesus and everything else is just simply the means god wants you to experience good life but that's simply a means a way to experience and know jesus the blessing of knowing Jesus. I hope that of all the blessings you're asking God for, Lord, so many, okay? dami natin mga prayer items. I hope that you are actually asking God, Lord, will you bless me? Intimacy with you. Will you bless me with a heart that hunger and thirst for you? The blessing of knowing 
Jesus. Jesus declared Peter, blessed are you. Happy are you because you know me. And then in verse 18, he continued on. I also say to you, sabi ni Jesus, that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Now, I'd like to draw your attention to that phrase, I also say to you. Sabi niya, blessed are you, for you know me. But I also say this to you in another translation. Ano ibig sabihin nun? To me, it sounds like a, a telemarketing guy. Okay, if you watch the TV or your cable, di ba? may mga telemarketing dyan, and they will say, here is a good deal. Good deal. Cheap. But wait. Di ba? May wait. There's more. Okay. But wait. There's more. And they will keep add, adding to the product or to the campaign, marketing campaign. And it sounds like the same thing. You're blessed, Peter, because you know me. But I also say this to you, but wait, there's more blessings. Anong blessing? I also say this to you, Peter. You're blessed because you know me, and because you know me, I say this to you. You are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Who is the rock here? Now, the word Peter, yung pangalan po ni Peter, means small stone, pebble. Okay? And then upon this rock means the big rock, I will build my church. Now, before I explain the, this verse, what Jesus is simply saying is this. Because you know me, Peter, I will give you the privilege of partnering with me in building my church. This verse is very controversial. In fact, we... We think that Peter is the rock by which the church is established. No, the rock here represents Jesus. And Ephesians, Paul said here, and this is how, uh, why, why I say the rock there represents Jesus because this verse explains it. It says, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens. Okay, pakitignan nga yung katabi mo. Mukha bang alien yan. Sabi ni Paul, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household or God's church, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the what? Chief corner stone. The big stone. In him, the whole building, the whole church is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling or a church in which God lives by His Spirit. In other words, the chief cornerstone is Jesus Christ and we are all part of this church that God is building. We are the building blocks. And so when Jesus said to Peter, and I also say this to you, you are blessed, Peter, because you know me. But here comes another blessing. The blessing of partnering with Jesus. I say this to you also. You will play an important role in the building of my church. You are Peter. And upon this rock, upon Jesus, I will build my church. In other words, Jesus said, Peter, because you know me, you will play an important role in my kingdom. The blessing of partnering with Jesus. So again, the question is this. Do you consider knowing Jesus a true blessing? 
Second, do you consider partnering with Him in His great work of building His kingdom, His church, a true blessing? What's your idea of blessing? Do you consider knowing Him and partnering with Him in making disciples to build His church? Do you consider that a blessing? Jesus said to Peter, Peter, I bless you. And guess what? Here comes another blessing. You are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. David Livingstone said this, If a commission by an earthly king is considered an honor, how can a commission by a heavenly king be considered a sacrifice? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, have been commissioning us. And ano po yung commission? Hindi po yung nangungumission, ano? <laughs> Ito po yung commission natin, the mandate. Go therefore and make disciples. Jesus wants to partner with us in building His church by commissioning you and me to make disciples. And David Livingstone said, If a commission by an earthly king is considered an honor, how can a commission by a heavenly king be considered a sacrifice? You see, that's how we think about ministry. It's a sacrifice. It's a burden. Because I have too many things to do. Too many wants in life. Why? Because we consider something else as a true blessing. But if we consider knowing Jesus as a true blessing, then we will consider partnering with Him as a real blessing. You know, uh, every year we come to the U.S. to attend a conference. We're not actually here because we miss Danny. Okay? Incidental lang po yun. Okay? So we're actually here to go and attend training. Okay? So tomorrow we'll be attending uh, a training in Saddleback uh, called Exponential. So we come every year. Okay? And some of us pastors do so. Uh, there was a time when I was here and uh, I was with Jess Lantin, our pastor in Eastwood. Do you know him? Okay, it's alright if you don't know him. <laughs> okay. Jess Lantin is our pastor in Eastwood and he happens to be the kinakapatid of the then uh, Ambassador Ga, Gaa. Okay? Yung ambassador po natin here in the U.S. So uh, we went to uh, Washington, D.C. and we stayed in the ambassador's house have you been to the ambassador's house it's a beautiful mansion okay yung katabi niya puro mga ambassador's residence okay so yung philippine flag and so many flags on that street so all of them were actually embassies and the ambassador's residence and so we were staying the huge house very beautiful and the following day the ambassador's wife brought us to the white house have you been to the white house no, oh, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I've been to the White House. That following, my wife and I, that following day, we went to the White House, and as we entered the White House, there's a long line. Puro mga Americano, wanting to enter. And of course, there's a long line, and there's a pay. Now, because we were with the ambassador's wife, not the ambassador, but just the wife of the ambassador, so we didn't fall in line. Wow, sabi ko, wow, very good, because it's a long line. So no more falling in line, and guess what? We didn't pay. No pay, which is good news for me. Ilukanong okay? inchik. Okay, doubling kuripot. Okay, so no pay, no line. So we were allowed to enter, 
And not just that, because we were with the ambassador's wife, every time we enter, they salute her. Welcome, ma'am. Welcome, madam. Okay? They salute her. They, they, the Secret Service salute the ambassador's wife. And because we were with her, there were a lot of restricted areas for tourists. But we were allowed to enter. Imagine the honor accorded not just the ambassador, but the ambassador's wife. David Livingston said, If a commission by an earthly king or our president, you be my representative in the U.S., if you consider that as an honor, if you are to be the ambassador of, uh, to the U.S. of the Philippines, would that be an honor to represent our country here in the U.S.? Will you consider it an honor? Yes. Question is, here is the king of kings commissioning you as my ambassador commissioning us as his ambassador, will you consider that as an honor? Or do we consider that as a sacrifice or a burden? Your primary calling, our primary calling here on earth is to be his salt and light, to be his ambassadors here in this life. So do you consider that a blessing or is that a sacrifice to you? So ano yung mga blessing? Nang, if we partner with Jesus in his great work of making disciples and building his church. The first one is the honor of being his partner. The honor of being his partner. And the one time in the same year, I believe that I went to a, um, Washington, D.C., I visited a friend of mine in San Jose. And I saw him again uh, uh, yesterday or the other day and we spent time with him now I've been sharing the gospel to this guy and I stayed there in their house and uh, the mother-in-law happens to be there and the mother-in-law actually uh, uh, well he asked me a question he asked the, my friend a question is he your classmate who's who now just to give you the context uh, in my this friend of mine, magkaklasi po kami way back in high school, from elementary to high school, we're good friends. And he was wondering if I'm that person. Sabi ko, anong person yan? Because, is siya ba yung uh, kaklasi mong matalino? Siya ba yung kaklasi mong magaling? Siya ba yung kaklasi mong uh, uh, first honor? Okay, now, before you say, wow, Oh, ako po yung valedictorian ng klase namin. But before you think highly of me, uh, know this, there's only 13 of us in the class. Okay? So out of 13 people, I am the first honor. Okay? I graduated valedictorian. So at least, sabi niya, siya ba yung valedictorian ng grupo niyo? Okay? And my friend said, yes, siya yun, siya yun, siya yun. Okay? And then there's a sad face. How come? Bakit ganyan siya? How come he just became a pastor? Now, he's, she's not unbeliever. And so, uh, for the past two days, I spent time with her and tried to share the gospel to her and hoping eventually ma-realize niya that there's nothing to be ashamed of being a pastor. In fact, there's an honor when you represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In this world, amen. In this world, we think differently. We see things differently. Kala natin, if you're commissioned by an earthly king, wow, that's an honor. Oh, my friends, what greater honor can there be for you and for me than to represent the King of Kings 
and the Lord of Lords here in this earth. Second blessing of partnering with Jesus. Sabi niya, I also say to you that you are Peter and I'm giving you the privilege to partner with me to build my church. And then he said, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Anong blessing when we partner with Jesus? Number one is the honor. Number two is the victory. When you partner with him, are you aware that success is already guaranteed? Guaranteed. It's not like, hey, come, help me build the church, but I'm not sure it's gonna stand. Now Jesus is inviting you, go make disciples, and Pastor Danny said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Success is guaranteed because God is with us. In fact, it says there in the verse, because he himself will build it. Who's going to build the church? Jesus said, I will build my church. All I want from you is to partner with me. So the question is, will you partner with him? I will grow your small group. Don't worry. I will grow your Sunday school class. I will grow your Bible study. I will grow your church. All you need to do is to be faithful and be available and I will do the work. Success, victory is guaranteed when we partner with Him. Saan ka pa pupunta? When you partner with someone else in terms of business, there's no guarantee that you will be successful. But here in this partnership with Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not over Power it. Now, what's the implication? Yes, there's victory, but nonetheless, there's war. In fact, the context of this verse is actually the context of a battle, battlefield. It says that the gates of Hades will not overpower it, the siege of the church. Now, what do you need gates for? Bakit po kailangan natin ng gates, especially the city? Why do you need gates? Why do you surround the city with gates, with walls? For protection from your enemy. Now, in this case, sino po nangangailangan ng protection? The gates of Hades, the gates of hell. So, in the, the question is this, who is on the offensive and who is on the defensive mode? Sino pong maatake? God. Jesus is actually, the church is actually on the offensive side, attacking the gates of of hell. And Jesus said, I will build my church and even the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Even if he will protect himself, the enemy will not win. So implication, the church is actually on the offensive side. Christians, we are actually on the winning, not just on the offensive side, but we are on the winning side. Nonetheless, there will be a battle, but victory is guaranteed. Now, sad to say, some churches and some Christians, instead of being on the offensive and on the winning side, they are on the defensive. Worse, they are on the defeated mode. If you look at your life, is it on the offensive side, winning side, or on the defensive or defeated side? We are at war. But when we partner with Jesus, victory is guaranteed. Okay? And when we are at war, 
Ano pong ibig sabihin nun? We need to fight. Okay? We need to fight. And, P- and Jesus is actually asking Peter, asking his disciples, fight with me. Anong fight ba ito? Anong battle ba ito? Well, let me give you what battle this is. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 said, After I looked things over, sabi ni Nehemiah, I stood up and said to the nobles or to the rich people, the officials, the government officials, and the rest of the people. And he said, don't be afraid of them. Okay? And Nehemiah, this is the book where, and this is the prophet where he is actually assigned to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. And sabi niya, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. That's knowledge, true knowledge of God. Nehemiah knows his God. That he is great and awesome. Sabi niya, remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, fight for your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. So who's under attack? It's not actually the church. As far as the, pers- the, the, the biblical perspective is concerned, the church is not under attack. Sino pong under attack? Our families, our marriages, our children, they are under attack by the enemy. And who's going to fight for them? Who? Jesus said, you. You come with me and let's fight for them. Fight for our daughters, fight for our sons, fight for our marriages, fight for our families. Because today, I don't know here in the U.S., but there's so many, many families being ripped apart. Ewan ko lang dito sa America. Maybe mas marami dito. We need, the church needs to rise up and fight for these families, fight for our children and our daughters. God is inviting you. God is inviting you to partner with Him and fight for our children, for our families, for our loved ones. And God, victory is guaranteed. Third, Blessing of partnering with Jesus. The power. He will give us the power of His authority. Last verse, it says there, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall have been loose in heaven. Now, sino po sa inyo, who among you uh, came to church holding the key to your house? You're the key holder of your house. Now, when the key is with you, can anybody enter your house? When you are the key holder, what does that mean? You have the power to let somebody in or out of the house. And Jesus said, Peter, I will give you the privilege, the honor of partnering with me, and you will be you are assured of victory. How? Because I will. How will you be victorious? I will give you the power of my authority. I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And this is not just the keys to your house. What key? Keys to the kingdom of heaven. Can you imagine the privilege holding on to that key? Meaning I have the power. You have the power to bring and usher as many people as you can into the kingdom of God. You know, if you have a beautiful house, do you like having friends come over? 
Of course. If you have a humble house like ours, wag na muna. Peter said, Di ba, may bago kang bahay? Oh, meron. Uh, it's a blessing. We were given a small house. Then let's go. Sabi ko, Peter, medyo humble yung bahay ko. Maliit lang eh. Okay? Because we saw Pastor Bong's house. And it's a huge, beautiful house. Okay? No, it's okay. Because having a, a house of your own is a blessing. And the Lord indeed blessed me and my wife with a small house. If you have a house, a beautiful one, you would love to have someone, others come in. Now, how beautiful is the kingdom of heaven? How beautiful is the kingdom of God? And God is saying, I give you the keys to this kingdom. You can bring as many as you can, but you can also say no to many because you hold the key. You open the opportunity for people to come into the kingdom of God. And whatever you bind on earth, Jesus said, I will empower you. You will, whatever you bind on earth, Will, will, shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall have been loose in heaven. So Jesus is saying, I will give you the power to make a difference in the lives of many, to make a difference in this world. You say blessing to another person and they will be blessed. Do you want that? Do you want the power to make a difference in the life of other people? Then partner with Jesus. And partnering with Jesus comes only when you know Jesus. Knowing Jesus is knowing yourself. Knowing Jesus is receiving your calling from Him. You will be called according to His purpose. You will know your purpose only when you know Jesus first. And Peter here received his calling as a result of knowing Jesus. He was given the power to make a difference. Now in closing, how does that look like actually in the life of Peter? Ano nga ba talaga invitation ni Peter, ni Jesus kay Peter? Very simple. Jesus said to Peter, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Come is an invitation to a relationship with Jesus. Come. Have you come have you entered into a relationship with Him? Come is an invitation to a relationship with Jesus. Follow me is an invitation to discipleship. Follow me. Follow Him, not just anyone else. Not your dreams, but Him. Follow Jesus is an invitation to discipleship. And then He said, And I will make you fishers of men. That's an invitation to partnership. I will make you fishers of men. Again, how does that look like in the life of Peter? One time, and I'd like to close with this, with this story. One time, Peter, the apostle Peter, was entering uh, a synagogue. And as he entered the synagogue, there was a lame beggar asking for money. You know the story? And the beggar was asking, and Peter said, Silver? And gold I have none. But what I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And what happens? Exactly just that. Peter was able to do that because he was given the keys to the kingdom. And the power of his name, 
his authority to make a difference in the lives of many people. Whatever you bound on earth, you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, will be loose in heaven. Rise up and walk. Now imagine the scenario. What if Peter had some silver and gold in his pocket? Sabi nga di Dani kanina, ewan ko kung ano nasa pocket ninyo. Okay? Imagine kung ang daming pera ni Peter. Peter had lots of silver and lots of gold. And during the time when he encountered the lame, the beggar, asking for money. So here's some coins, some silver. Will that make a difference? No? That, that person will always be a beggar asking for money. That person will always be lame and couldn't walk. But because of his limitations, silver and gold, I have none. Because life is not all about acquiring wealth. Life is not all about acquiring position or comfort. It's not all about having silver and gold. Peter says, silver and gold I have none. But what I have, ano ba meron siya? He knows God. And he's been given the power to make a difference because God invited him into a partnership that he may be able to make a difference in the lives of others. So question, do you want to make a difference in the lives of your children? Do you want to make a difference in the life of your loved ones, neighbors, and friends? Then partner with Jesus because Jesus said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And you might say, Lord, but silver and gold I have done. I have no talent. I have no whatsoever. Okay? I have nothing to contribute. That's precisely how God wants it. So that in the end, who gets the glory? Not you, but him who can make a, a, an ordinary person like you do extraordinary work. Because the power is not in you. The power is in his name. And so when Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Today we can do the same. When you go out and make disciples, you can actually go in his name and make a difference in the lives of others. So again, going back to the one defining question, it all begins with your knowledge of God. Do you know him? Do you want to know him? Then cultivate a heart for God. Because when you know him, you will know yourself. You will know your purpose. And God will call you into a life of ministry and honor where you and I will be given the privilege to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we will be able to make a difference in the lives of others. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for bringing me here and thank you for your word. And thank you, Father, for the privilege of knowing you. For our lives is not all about acquiring wealth. That too is good, for you provided them. But life is all about having relationship with you and walking with you. Father, I pray for all of us, and I also pray for myself, that, Lord, we will pursue you, that we will indeed have this one defining pursuit in life and that is to know you and as a result of our intimacy with you we will serve you thank you father for the privilege of doing this making disciples for your glory that we may indeed make a difference 
in the lives of others. May you put your blessing now upon your people here in CCFLA. Will you indeed use them mightily that they may see the difference you can make in and through ordinary people like us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. and amen.